Undercover Podcast with your hosts, Ryan Whitfield and Lex Harris, featuring On My Mind, Hot Spots, Fan Mail, and Pillow Talk. Y'all ready to connect? Let's go! Happy New Year and welcome to the Intimacy and Cover Podcast. Happy I'm your New host, Year. Ryan, and and with... I'm Lex. So listen, uh, Happy New Year, everybody. It is happy 2018. Happy New Year! Uh, hell of a 2018. Hell of a 2018. Hell of a 2018. <laughs> um, we want to make sure that we, we uh, shout out all of the people that um, left us reviews on yes. iTunes. Um, we're going to make sure that we individually shout you out before today's show is over. So we want to appreciate that. So Lex, real quick. Um, it's 2019. Yeah. Um, the energy's good. Um, how'd you close out your 2018? I closed it out great. I closed it out in prayer. Okay. Um, always good. It was very reflective. Yeah, that's true. You know, we ended our last episode very, you know, powerful, special episode. That so. is true. So make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, it is on iTunes and SoundCloud, That's along right. with the rest of our podcast. That's right. Um, but yeah, that was definitely... You know what? I think that episode like really did something for me, right? And I'll tell you why. It, it did something for me because, you know, we've been doing this podcast for about two years, mm-hmm. and you kind of give glimpses... Of like personal sides of you, and I understand it because you know being in the, um, the work, the line of work that you are, that, that you do, that is one of those things where you more listen yeah. to people's problems and issues and things like that. Yeah. And then in this last episode, you kind of, I was like literally like sitting back, like <laughs> learning, and like at the same time, I feel like I wasn't even. With you, kind of like as the co-host, I feel like I was kind of here more as like just a friend, like so, you know what I mean, just uh-huh. like kind of just like damn, like this this her moment. So you know what I mean. So, but now it was real impactful, very um, you know inspirational. I mean, I, a lot of people. I, I'm glad I I yeah. even copped the book just to just make yeah. sure that I support. So if you guys haven't gotten it, that's right. Tell them the name of the book and where they can get it from. Absolutely, that's peace that supersedes. That's stories, scriptures, and self care for women dealing with infertility, pregnancy loss, or the loss of a child. You can cop that on Amazon. Boom. So, um, real quick, Lex. Uh, so. I know you were saying that we end, you ended uh, your 2018 um, with, uh, you know, with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, with I think I, mine was, I, I ended it probably the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was with libations and, 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 and a lot of friends and, and, and um, we just hung out. But you know what, we didn't go out and, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't go out and like do anything crazy. We sure. just stayed in. I, you know, it seemed like as you, I don't want to say as you get older, but for, for me now, like I've done mm-hmm. all of those Vegas, yeah, New York, yeah. Miami. The turn up. Yeah, I've done the turn up. I even, you know, gone to, to St. Croix. Like I've gone so okay. many places mm-hmm. for New Year's Eve mm-hmm. that, and, and then in my, you know, during the 20s, I think I went to like one of those. I always, we always used to go to the hotel parties. 
Okay, yeah. Right? Those are the ones that, like hosted by like 93.9. And they had like all these different, all these different so singing I, I would, Yeah, so I would always <laughs> go to those. Yeah. So as, as I started getting older, I started saying, damn, I, I, would it start being more about us, about just being around loved ones and yes. friends that you kind of vibe with. So, that is so true, right? Yeah, so 2018 was, was, was a hell of a year. Um, We had a lot of things that, right. you know. Right, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah. But we survived it and we're here. And That's right. And positive. So real quick, my first question to you is, 20 and fill in the blank for me 2019 will be 2019 will be filled with joy okay i was gonna say for, for peace for me mm. 2019 will be peace for me. yes so you ready to dive into to today's show let's I'm go ready to, to get started all right so on my mind right today um, i'll talk to you a little bit about about this topic before we got on air but i really want to kind of really dive in right so mm-hmm. i was thinking like as we're getting to, as people are trying to get to know people and i notice a lot of you know people are saying that you know they want to find a bay or they want to find a partner yes my question to you is that is the criteria the same and the cri- meaning that uh do you have the same criteria for dating that you do for a partner is the criteria the same mm, that's a good question ryan you know i think for, you know, that's a very broad question, too. And I think that it depends. I definitely think that it depends on the person. Okay. From my vantage point. But what about in general? So, let's, let's go in uh-huh. general. So, let's let's take most females that, you know, are maybe looking for a guy. Like, when they're looking for a guy, mm-hmm. I know some people be like, I don't have time for the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right? But are there, is, is the criteria looking for someone to date? Mm-hmm. And, and get a relationship, or is it looking for someone to to have a, as a life partner? And I think when you look at it mm-hmm. in those two two lenses, it's like two different lenses. It's literally like a one is like a far lens; it looks far away, and another one is kind of close. And I think a lot of a lot of times, you know, we get confused by looking for the long term, but in the short term lens. Okay, I hear you. I think that some people. Uh... Again, I do think this thing is somewhat individualized, but I do think that sometimes people uh, don't date to um, be in a long-term relationship or, um, you know what I mean? Like, there are some misconceptions around that sometimes I feel like that for, like, for example, like for me or some some other people that I may know, dating for them may want to lead to a long-term relationship. Like, they're dating with that intention of leading to a long-term relationship. So, therefore, they do have certain, like you would say, kind of specific standards, if you will, criteria to help guide that, you know, while they're dating. And then there's some, I think, that just date aimlessly, you know. You're right. They date aimlessly without uh, really taking the time to consider that long-term criteria. So let me let me let me ask this. So let's say you have dating criteria, mm-hmm. right? That you spoke of, right? You're saying that once you get along in a relationship or dating, mm-hmm. you take that criteria off the table and then you switch and you put in some new criteria that you uh, m- that you may use for the long term. Is that what you're asking? If that's what I'm saying, is, uh-huh. is that the general idea of what you're speaking of? Like, because you said that they uh-huh. they they. they, they, they friends that you have they would meet to date and then they would see how it goes along and then they would turn into change to Mm -mm, no no that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that 
<laughs> you know I will. You know, there are some folks that date with the intention of it becoming long-term. So sometimes they start off with that lens of, this is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. I'm not dating you unless I see those things. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So, but so those mm-hmm. are, are, are those things long-term things? Yes. So then, mm-hmm. th- therefore, they're dating for the life partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're looking for a life partner versus dating because here's what I'm saying. I'm just speaking like so from okay. a male standpoint, right? A male, we could go out on dates and date five different women, mm-hmm. right? But we're not looking for a partner with all five women, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking for the one that is going to make us the most happy, that connect with us the most, okay. that that we have some type of uh, a lot of things in common, mm-hmm. right? So that's the long term thing. Like you know, is she a good mom? Does she got mm-hmm. her? You know, life together? Can she help better my life? Because I think that's kind of like the important thing. But I could date fifteen different females. And and but I'm only really trying to have one life partner, so I'm not gonna have two life partners because the requirements, the criteria, mm-hmm. is a lot more in depth to have a life partner than it is to just date someone. Do you see what I'm so saying? So from your standpoint of things, there's dating, and then there's searching for a life partner. Is yeah, that what you're trying to say? And, and I'm saying the criteria okay. that that I would use is definitely different. So I give you an example. I, I'm I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. If what the person's credit and what they got going on, if I don't look at them as a life partner. Okay. So why are you dating them? Like, or... I may I may just be attracted to them, just interested in seeing mm-hmm. who they are. I may just want to have fun. They may just make be something fun, like to hang out and just, you know. See, you know what? I think this is a good uh, kind of segue <laughs> into our uh, single sex versus even, couple uh, sex. Uh, no, okay, the, okay. the ebook because... The, the terms are defined in that book, right? Right, that's true. You know what I mean? So it kind of helps it out. I know we had definitions for dating, for exclusivity, and right. all these other things. Because I think you're right. Maybe that's how some people get confused. Because your definition of dating may be different from what my definition of dating might be. Do you get okay. what I'm saying? No, I get you. Yeah, get you. so, like, for instance, for you, dating is, like, maybe... Maybe that, and I'm not saying it is, but it might be that, like, oh, you know, I'm just talking to this girl, I'm just trying to have fun, you know, we having a good time, whatever. Like, it's well, the whole thing is that a lot of times you run into uh, everybody's not putting everything up front. Let's just be honest. Okay. So therefore, you you kind of have to go at it in a way that is is non. It's like it's no pressure. Like, I like the no pressure situations. If it's supposed to happen, it happens. I feel like when you start putting this pressure like on a setup. it. No, no, no. I just feel like, I feel like when you start putting pressure on it, I feel like it, it changes the dynamic. Right? How do you put pressure on it? So, I give you an example. Since, so, so for sex. Okay. Let's use sex as an example. Okay. All right. So, most men can have sex with multiple women and have zero attachment. Okay. Most women have sex and have a sense of attachment. Okay. So, therefore, once a woman physically gives her body up, she's she feels some type of connection. Sure. Or, right? right, right. So, therefore, she's not just... Now, you have some women that can, you know... Right, have frivolous. sex in, Now, right. we did have a young lady that, you know... Right. That we had on... We didn't have on the show, but she was part of our show that's that right. we talked mm-hmm. about and she was talking about how when she met guys that, you know, she liked it raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she just kind of went in. So make sure you guys go check that out because that was crazy. But to uh, circle back to what we were talking about, I'm saying now now that um, 
the dating aspect mm-hmm. comes back into play. I'm saying I'm I'm okay with not with with going out with somebody a couple of times and then trying to see and see what what they're actually like because you don't really get to see what they like mm-hmm. unless you get to a point where they get comfortable. They don't have to necessarily become vulnerable with mm-hmm. you, but they have to let their guards down or they have to let somewhat let you in a little bit so you can really see what's really going on. If not, let's just say for instance... So like, are you saying that's happening in dating? Because I'm getting confused. Yeah, that's happening in, in okay. dating. Okay. I'm saying in dating, you, you have that. And I'm saying sometimes if you're looking for a life partner, I'm saying that conversation and dynamics change. You start talking about more serious things and the things that lead to serious things. Okay, so your point here is that People are consistently dating and not allowing it to transition into that conversation. I got the perfect goddamn. Is that what you're saying? Somewhat, but I got the perfect okay. breakdown. Here, they here just keep having dating conversations. They don't never. I got you. You ready for this? Okay. All right. So listen, don't say I didn't never do this, but this is this is going to be a good one, right? Oh, All right. So, so listen. <laughs> so dating mm-hmm. seems like it's more relevant or is more connected to renting an apartment. So what's the process for renting an apartment? Right. You go to the apartment, you right. fill out an application. Uh-huh. But what about for a house? It's you still way... fill out an application? No, you do more than that. <laughs> you got, look, for the house, you fill out the application. <laughs> you got to do what? You got to do your bank statements. Yeah. You got to do a lot more criteria. So why? One is long-term. For right. The That's other true. one is year by year. That is how I'm breaking down this difference between dating versus looking for a life partner. Okay, and I get what you're saying. And I think that, again, from my vantage point, I think that some people, it really just depends on who you are. Like, for example, for you, you know, it's cut and dry, I guess, in that manner for you is how you're saying it. Like, dating is, are you saying dating is just you not really going into that full gamut of the seriousness of the conversations that you need to have, the assessing of the values, the assessing of the vision and stuff like that uh, with a partner, that's, you're saying that dating doesn't require you to do those things, but as you enter into more of a long-term commitment or you're looking for a partner, you start assessing those things. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you start assessing the situation totally different. You start looking at it like like you do a house. This is long-term. Like, I want to live here for the next 30 years. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. Versus when you go to, like, let's say apartment... People typically don't stay in the same apartment for 30 years. Right. Well, they, they go two, three years, then they do five years, then they go That's true. That's so it's true. typically they're moving around. I'm saying, but when you move in a house, you typically stay there between five to 10 to 15 to 20, mm-hmm. sometimes to 30 years. Yep. So I just was relating it to that. So let's transition to a topic that is on fire. So wait a minute. Hold okay, on. Before, before I transition, we transition, okay. I want to make sure we make this clear for our listeners. Okay. So essentially what you're saying is, some people need to move out of the dating phase, like the dating criteria. The dating criteria, and I think that word criteria is probably what's throwing me off because I well, think you gotta have certain criteria. So if you want to move into an apartment, you gotta have certain criteria, mm-hmm. right? You have to have bank statements, you have to have pay stubs. Mm-hmm. That's the criteria that is required in the application. Right. The credit store must be okay. a certain thing. Same, same, similar things that you may have for a house, but then they go a little bit deeper. Right, okay. we want to see your spending habits. Right, mm-hmm. you got to put down an earnest deposit. Okay, right, so it's it's a lot more in depth. I'm saying so if we're out here looking mm-hmm. for a life partner, I'm saying stop approaching it like you're dating. Okay, and look at it like a life partner. And I'm saying, of course, some of the criteria crosses. Right, but if you're looking for somebody long term, 
you have to approach it in that way. It's, it's a little bit more in depth. You okay. know what I mean? So it can, you can't just keep having these surface. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, surface like yeah, conversations. Surface conversations. Like eventually, sur- you have to be willing to go further. And you got to be further and deeper because in order for you to really <laughs> get gotcha. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I did. I'm sorry I had to go away and okay. use my, 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 <laughs> my, my examples. My, my, I like to use those. But, um, so look, uh, as we transition and, and, and move to this next topic. Mm-hmm. It's been going crazy right now. Did you watch? Uh, and what we're talking what? about yeah, is like, the surviving R. Kelly. So we couldn't do we couldn't do a podcast and not talk about that. It's so relevant right now. Man, I saw all six. Did you? I saw six. So they were crazy. They were crazy. So <laughs> first, the first thing that comes to mind that I want to ask you is this: There's a difference between R. Kelly and Robert. R. Kelly's this fun, laughing, loving guy. But Robert is the devil. Is the devil. Is the devil. Can you separate the music from the person's personal actions? No. So you're saying that all is one? I'm saying, I mean, no. For me, that answer is no. You okay. cannot separate it. I mean, I think that. So you're saying there's no R. Kelly playing at your house? D- not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> That's all. All them things, not anymore. You know what? It's, it's hard, Ryan, because R. Kelly. He did what typical predators do. He did a really good job of not only getting these girls like to trust him, right. to buy into him, you know, so that he can gain that power and control. But he also did the same type of manipulative uh, tactics with the public. You know, he, he did he did the same thing. He gained our trust. You know, he made it so as though we could question, like, not R. Kelly. He gave us some very intimate songs. He gave us some very intimate songs, but he also did a good job of, and someone said this on the documentary, he did a good job of giving that balance of also inspirational songs to make you feel like, right. oh, this is, no, no, not R. Kelly, who wrote, right. I can believe I can fly, right. Right. you know, is capable of these really disturbing things. And it's deeply psychological, like, what went on with him and what he was doing, you know? So, you know what came to my mind? The first thing that 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 I that I thought about after watching him, I really had I really was conflicted because I mean he has a, a catalog of songs. That, I know he does. But but he really now does. the other thing is yeah. this: what do we what do you do with the songs he's written for other people? Do you go and Google and say list me all of his songs that he's done mm-hmm. and all the ones that he's written and say okay I'm not gonna listen to this body of work? <laughs> I mean. I don't know. You know, I think it's, it's, I feel it's like murky. It's, such a, it's, it's, it's definitely it's, it's really murky. Like, did I feel like after watching it, I could just go listen to an R. Kelly song and be jamming and be fine? No, because in the back of my mind, I'm now thinking like, dang, did you torture some girls to get some creative vision for this song? Yeah, I mean, the you story, know? the story, the stories were pretty, 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 pretty they vivid. Were very, pretty vivid, very yeah, vivid. Graphic, graphic. So his, his, his. R. Kelly is a human sex trafficker. <laughs> he really no, is. No, but I get it. So, but here's, here's what I realized, and I think that we always talk about, which is a very real topic. Yeah, I feel like being that it happened to him, mm-hmm. I feel like it knocked the consciousness of what he was doing. No. Away. Well, here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody is sexually assaulted or molested, I'm saying they normally have, don't they, uh, in your field, you, sure. you talk about, don't they normally have troubles recognizing if that's right or wrong? Because it seemed like he was repeating the same thing. He was. You know, Ryan, like, R. Kelly probably was ideally stuck in a stage of development based upon the things that happened to him because I, th- I believe those things happened to him from childhood through adolescence. Right. And so he probably was stuck within 
that time frame, you know, because, you know, uh, most of the times when people are have gone through a traumatic situation, right. they do sometimes at times get stuck in that area of development. That, that trauma. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, a, there's still this thing where, you know, R. Kelly, you could tell he knew that what he was doing was wrong because right. his, uh, I'm not trying to say, some of his staff on the documentary pretty much mentioned how he would say to them like I oh I know I'm messing up or I, I know this joking. isn't right or I'm gonna get caught I know so you know these things and the crazy thing is he kept recording all of them all of them so he know at some point yes it's terrible so that means that he was sick he was definitely sick he's definitely he's sick he's definitely sick and has an illness he does however but he was aware and conscious of his behavior and at some point you have to be willing to accept you know, responsibility for your behavior and seek out the help that you need when you are conscious of it. You know what? I, that's like me saying what happened to me. Oh, I, now I don't like to, you know, be around children or be around baby. No, I, I need to, I have to take responsibility right. for my own healing. Right. And the same thing for him. You know, you have to take responsibility for your own healing. And he was conscious of what he was so doing. So he's a victim that's victimizing other people. Yes. He never sought out his healing. Instead, he chose to continue to, to continue to victimize. That's right. To work through he his pain. The pain. Yes. The pain. And then on the flip side of that pain was the creativity of all the music and, and, and everything that came on it. The thing about it is he naturally has a creative talent. So his talent in some way also helped him to express his pain. That's true. You know, and help him work through it. You know, he was very talented yeah, you know that's a natural gift and he used that gift in a very perverse way unfortunately i googled r kelly 2019 concerts yeah no concerts 2019 none wow um the only one he has i think either was in february or or, or march or april and it was in germany really so 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 here's my but you know what ryan what he also, and they were saying this on the news this morning, you know, I love watching Good Morning America. <laughs> that hasn't stopped or changed. But they were saying how his um, sales increased, you know what I mean? Well, and people listen, stream the his, streams, the streams yeah, increased. The streams increased. But, but the streams can increase, mm-hmm. but if you ain't booking no shows, you make more money off shows than you do streams. I mean, I, I, I get you're saying, but my, my point here is he's still making money off yeah, of the no, fact that still, people... No, no he's are, still making he, money. And, you know, Jada Pickett even did. I don't know if you saw her soundbite, but she actually had put something out on her page, really just confused by the whole matter of, you know, she was really upset and was like, I really don't want to believe that we don't value the lives of black women. You know, I really don't want to believe that this is the hype because we have people who are still streaming his music or trying to listen to him, download his music. So she said, I really, truly don't want to believe that that's the reason why, because we don't value black women. And it's just, I think it's just such a hard tug of war for people to separate the two. It is. I think they look at it as one. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, was, the one thing that I kind of felt like kind of threw, it threw me off was when the young lady, when the mom Mm -hmm. went to LA to, to, to visit her daughter that was a, pretty young lady I and know. then she changed over and was dressing like this little tomboy thing right yeah. so what I was confused what the way that they kind of left the hotel was as if someone was chasing them with a gun like if, if, yeah. as if R. Kelly was two rooms down and it was just another chick in the room so it was it was almost like I'm thinking 
Like he really must have psychologically oh, yes. played on people's minds to, to that degree. So oh, yes. so so here's what I thought about. I said, all right, where does R. Kelly go from there? And I thought about that, mm-hmm. right? And here's what I here's what I came up with. Okay. Let everybody go. Let everybody go. Uh-huh. Let all women go. And do some type of do some type of public admission to having a problem. Mm-hmm. Check yourself into some place that can deal with his problem. And probably build a relationship with his kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if people see him making that effort, mm-hmm. he will continue and be able to still have a life after surviving R. Kelly. That's just my take on it. I mean, yeah, I think that you're right. It does start with a level of awareness. You know, unfortunately, he's still denied the things that he had done, you know, and he's still denying it to yeah. to this day, which is very unfortunate, which would lead me to believe that his process to healing, his road to recovery would be long if you, because that's the first step, need, being able to recognize that you have a, a problem. He might need a therapist team. Yeah, he, he definitely needs a lot of things. No, I'm just saying like. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, and, and the funny thing is, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, if he saw what happened to Bill Cosby, he sees what happens to these other guys. I'm saying to myself, like, he got to know that this one is probably not going to just blow over. Because the awareness of, of issues and sexuality and yes. things like that is, is so heightened. So The fact that we have in this the Me Too movement, the fact that he's been doing this for decades and they made this documentary now of multiple women. Right. You know, and now, right. you know, also these women that are still with him and kind of brainwash with him you're right I think that this may make it a little more difficult for him to really escape and, and wiggle his way out of this now he's now he's he's passed the whole and so the whole thing is that so that way we don't just stay on beating him up forever but we're not we're not no beating no no we're not beating I'm saying beating this subject matter up uh-huh. forever I'm saying I feel like the main thing that kind of came to mind is that once he got caught or once it was brought to light mm-hmm. about the underage part, it seemed like he got smarter, mm-hmm. right? Right. Whereas he would wait to make sure that they were either eighteen mm-hmm. or seven, seventeen, going on eighteen. Mm-hmm. And and now I feel like guess what's going on now? What? Now that the light is being shined on him, mm-hmm. they're shining a the light everywhere, right? Right. They're talking about Drake. Kissing a young lady on stage that was 17 in Colorado, which is the legal consent age. Oh, really? Yeah, they, I, they I brought that. that one. Yeah, they brought Not that to light. Huh? I said they can't talk about Drake. No, and they actually touched Diddy, and they said that uh, his uh, son's mom, Misa Hilton, was 16 when he was 24. Okay, wow. So it's 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 I think. Rocks are being lifted. Shit is they getting are. real. They are. You know, Shit look, this, this Me Too yeah, movement yeah, is is real. It's yeah. a whole movement. So, 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 as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm a step out of your co-host for a minute, and 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 I want to kind of ask you a, just a personal question, right? Okay. Here's my personal question on the Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you brought it to light about Drake. You brought it to light about you know um, Diddy. We bringing this stuff to light with R. Kelly. I feel like I I knew how to deal with 
the R. Kelly thing by me just sharing with you, you know, my thought on how he can kind of heal himself. Sure. And allow America or his fans to see the redemption, see the redemption, see his empathy towards the people that, you know, he may have hurt and kind of, you know, ask for a public's forgiveness, Mm -hmm. if you would say. Okay. Now, uncovering all these different rocks, tell me what you feel like from the Me Too standpoint. What's what's the ultimate goal? Is it just to shed light on everybody that has done something or like because if we do that just real quick we mm-hmm. do that there's a lot of rocks that was that are going to be uncovered like right. from the past i think that the goal of the me too movement is to ultimately just bring light to the fact that these things are happening you know to women okay. and that they're happening too frequently that they're happening you know just at the expense of someone else's you know life okay. you know and I think that that is really the goal just to to pretty much make everyone aware that there should be a sense of valueship of just like men of women right. you know and um, respect towards their their bodies you know towards their mind toward you know anything concerning them I really think that's what it's about not really so much lifting rocks or trying to expose this person or that person it's just some unfortunate Ryan because unfortunately these situations have happened too often. So now you see, and now it seems like it's, oh, it's everybody, or they're trying to expose this person or that person when it's just unfortunate because this happened to a lot of people. So from a a perspective of of a man, because I feel like the man, the male, the African-American man, the brown man Mm -hmm. and the black man, Mm -hmm. I feel like the value... Has 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 diminished. Has diminished, meaning the value, like you know, with the whole thing with the you know police brutality, right? And things like that, and I feel like now we're taking it out, or now it's happening, or it's becoming more. It seemed like it's shifting and passing down, or it's bringing brought to light that the women, uh, the African American women. Uh, are the ones is really bearing the grunt yeah. of of every of, of all of this. That's true. You, you know, know what I mean? It's really coming to light um, in that way. You know, I mean, for centuries, Ryan. You know, African American, like even back in the day, right. you know, of like just we giving y'all the history. Lesson. Okay, back in the day, we about to go back. Um, you know, in slavery times, you know, black women sometimes were considered winches. You right. know what I mean? I mm-hmm. And and that's when they were used for, you just, know, their male master, their right. white masters, just pleasure and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's so just imagine it's like centuries of this going on. And then to have people of your own race or culture, you know, also attempt to suppress you in that way, that's a lot. You but know, the, you it's know pretty the, heavy. It's 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 really a flip side, right? Mm-hmm. So look, the flip side is that as as much devaluing is happening right. to women. Yes. Guess what? Women are winning even more in society, especially African American women, than ever. Explain. Well, I'm saying no. no I, I, oh, I'm saying <laughs> more women. More, no, I'm saying more women are educated, yes, are going to college. Yes. Uh, women are, women are yeah, actually that's the, most the most. That's what that's I'm saying. True. The most educated. Um, Shout out to us. Yeah. So, um, from a 
social media and, and standpoint, like a lot of black women have like that's true. You're ha- right. Yeah, the household has income definitely has definitely increased. Successes. Yeah, yes. um, a lot of jobs and careers, yeah, a lot of things absolutely. that like doors have been knocked down as far as you see the Republicans right. and you yeah. see that the uh, the uh, not just the Republican, but the um, even you're right House of Representatives. Yeah, you talking about just for this recent election? Yeah, more, it, I more mean, women. Uh, yeah, it was more women. Yeah. So so the woman movement right. has has definitely like took shift. Mm-hmm. Oh, Are you feeling man. a little overpowered I'm, I'm over there? No, nah, I'm not feeling... Nah, listen, <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm all about it. I'm all I'm about, just... you know, equality for, for both sides. Like, I love women. Ryan, I mean, I Ryan think is very supportive. Yeah, 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 I'm very supportive. <laughs> all right, so Hashtag I wanted to, I wanted to uh, move move to, to something that we talked about in our book, right? Right. I know if I bring this up, you're immediately going to be able to kind of... Um, jump in on this. Okay. So, what I wanted to share and, and kind of have a did you know moment uh-huh. is that um, I wanted to talk to people, and because we talked about the whole dating thing, mm-hmm. about recognizing something, right? Okay. And recognizing charm versus romance. Yes. Right? And that I was, wanted to kind of, yeah, so I wanted to kind of talk about like the difference between the two. Sure. And then how, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, the whole aspect of charming is when people do things for you um, with selfish intentions or, you know, with a motive. Mm-hmm. And then if you, you know, trying to get into the aspect of romance is, is when someone does something for you special and they don't actually want anything in return. They just want to make That's you right. feel it's special. right. It's more selfless. Yeah. But here's the thing. I feel like in order to be romantic, mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be a safe place. Right, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. If if a man is romantic, and a woman does not have a is not does, has not created a safe place, and she's not in that in that mind space, she just plays the guy. Yeah. So so the biggest thing that and and I'm, I'm we sharing this with you because of course we have a book called Intimacy and Cover. Um, it's on Amazon, so it'll it's, it's it's ready to be pre-ordered. So make sure you guys go tune in. I mean, not tune in, but check it out on Amazon. Absolutely. Um, But I wanted to, um, you know, share that and talk about this topic because, you know, when we underline it and we discuss it in the book, um, you know, it kind of, it's easy to just say the charm and then the romance. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But but when you really dive into it, you really got to have a better understanding to like, ladies, if you want guys to be romantic, right? You, you, I don't think you can expect romance just off the break. No. I feel like yeah. I go back to my investment. I feel like you have to invest in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. The dating situation. Hopefully it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. The, the life, you're looking for a life partner and, and it want you want to be romantic to that situation. That's true. If we just dating, I'm not probably going to be the romantic guy and on every occasion. I'm being honest too, Brian. I think romance, uh, when you're romancing someone, there's a level of really knowing them okay. you know it with that and and so you're saying they, be, they they have to actually have some intimacy yes you okay. definitely you definitely have to have some intimacy but you definitely there's a level of knowing certain likes and dislikes it's some knowledge there okay. you know versus charm you know when someone is just meeting you or an acquaintance of you or not really trying to get to know the core you you know there's a level of um still trying to figure those things out so they're pretty much just trying a variety of things, you know, to keep you intrigued or to top the next thing. But when someone is romancing you, they, I feel, 
have learned you a little, you know, okay. and so it becomes a little more valued in okay. that way. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's you can actually do something personal that that they would kind of feel like yes. it would make them feel special, like almost like you listen to what I had to say, mm-hmm. you pay attention type of thing. No, I like that. So I think that's that's right on cue with yeah, what we talk about right. in the book. So. If you guys want to hear more about this stuff, um, feel free. Or you guys have any stories or questions you want to ask us, feel free to uh, DM DM us. us, um, You know, Instagram, um, on Twitter. um, Me and Lex personally on Twitter. Yeah, but Lex, Lex I I know that you know before we drop the the whole name things of how you can find us. I'm uh, this is 2019, so I know you got pillow talk for us. This that's going to move us in, in some. Light enlightening way. In some enlightening way. In some enlightening way. Ah, yes, I do. So, here is some reflection for you guys. This is my new thing. Before you do it, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. You're gonna boost out. It's my new thing. Get ready. More often than not, real love has its sleeves rolled up, dirty, and grime smeared on its cheeks. That's why I rolled them sleeves up and sweat dripping down his forehead. So when seeking partnership, as my co-host mentioned today, ask yourself, how dirty are you willing to get? Wow. You know, this will help you gauge your readiness to build. Well, listen, I see, it seems like Lex just kind of took what I was talking about and kind of packaged it up for you, you know, so you can swallow it. So that's I mean, right. But you know what, I mean, really, Brian, people, you know, I... You raised an interesting point. That what was on your mind was right. a great point. You know, you really do have to dig your sleeves up and ask the hard questions. I mean, and like just really get to be willing to get to know and merge with someone if you want a partnership. That's, sure. that's crazy. That's crazy. That's well, sure. listen. I hope you guys enjoyed the show because I certainly did, and I'm looking forward to spending uh, a lot of time engaging with you guys. That's for the right. 2019. We got a lot of, got good, lot stuff of good stuff coming down coming the pipe. So, of course, if you want to reach me, uh, I am underscore Ryan Whitfield underscore um, and Ryan Whitfield on Twitter and Lex. I am Ask Lex Harris. That is by IG. That's by Facebook and website. So, guys, listen, don't forget to subscribe, uh, Instagram, uh, followers. Uh, make sure you guys go listen to the previous podcast. That's right. That on I, not iCloud. I'm saying iCloud. <laughs> iTunes uh, and SoundCloud. And, of course, uh, we're going to start posting uh, these videos That's on right. YouTube. So make sure you follow. And we're going to start doing it on IGTV as well. So make sure you guys tune in. And once again, stay connected. Stay connected, guys. Bye.